0: Procedure versus process, what's really most important when you're trying to heal a running injury? Well, that's what we're talking about today on the Doc on the Run podcast. Now, before we get started in this episode, if you're confused and you're not sure exactly what's wrong with you or what you can do, I actually did something recently. It was a presentation that we had called 12 Steps To rapid recovery from running injuries. And so this was a live presentation where I went through in order what I actually do with every single person who calls me for a consultation. So this is worth listening to. So it's only up for a limited time. We're going to have some replays available. I think I did live, but if you got the invitation, you missed it. I'm sorry, but we do have some replays available because I got lots of emails afterwards asking for it. If you want to get it, you can go to docontherun.com slash 12 steps and you should be able to access it there if it's still live whenever you're listening to this. That's one thing that might be really useful for you if you are confused. So let's cue up the theme song and then we'll get right into the episode. Uh, Today's episode actually comes from a second opinion consultation I was doing with a runner. And I was explaining to her about how important it is that you really respect the healing process after you have an injury or after you have surgery or after you have anything that requires some kind of procedure to get it to work. And I gave her a really good example. I said, look, a little over a couple of weeks ago, I was working on my motorcycle and I cut my finger open. And I often do house calls on a motorcycle because I can get through traffic faster. I can park easier, all that kind of stuff. I used to race motorcycles. I like to work on them, but I made a mistake and I ripped my finger wide open. So I actually walk in the back door and I'm bleeding all over the place, literally dripping blood on the floor. And one of our kids gets all excited and he says, Wow, what'd you do? So I cut my finger open. He's like, Do you have to have stitches? I said, Yeah. And he's like, Can I help? And he got all excited because Uh, A while ago, when I had a biopsy, I actually let him take the stitches out. He really likes medical stuff. He's really interested. So he was all excited. And he said, so when he said, can I help? I said, sure. Not only can you help, you can do it. And his eyes almost popped out of his head. He said, really? You're going to let me sew it up? I said, sure, why not? And his mom, who is a physician as well, her eyes kind of went wide. And she's like, you're really going to let him sew up your finger? I said, sure, why not? Let's face it we've all been to medical school we know what the process is like and when you're a resident you teach medical students and residents who have never put in stitches to put in stitches and yes they have a white coat but the truth is they have no more skill than somebody who's in middle school and so uh, we basically walked him through this process he injected my finger made it numb and then he actually sewed it up now we have two su- supervising physicians basically uh, over this procedure. So it's completely reasonable. This is not something you should do at home. So if you think this is a good idea to let your kid sew it up, if you don't know how to sew it up and you don't have a couple of doctors showing them how to do it, terrible idea. You know, that's the thing. So anyway, so he basically starts sewing it up and we were walking him through it. You have to do this. Don't do that. No, you can't do that. Some of them he had to redo, but it was no big deal. So he sewed it up and then I actually put a bandage on it and protected it. Now the procedure is a kid sewing up a finger. You would think that for you to get a good outcome with no scar, no visible scar, you might need somebody like a very experienced plastic surgeon. Well, not really. What you need to do is you need to put the skin together appropriately and you need to protect it and allow the process of healing to take place without disruption. And so what I did was we put a bandage on it. I splinted it and I did not use it. And now this is about three weeks later. You can see that uh, the skin's still peeling a little bit, if you can see that. And so there is like a little bit of, uh, you know, peeling going on around here because it was swollen. But there's no scar. You can't see a scar there. And so when I took off the bandage and, uh, and let him look at it after the stitches had been out for a few days, he was, he was very surprised. I said, where's the, where's the scar? And his mom looked at it. She's like, wow there's no scar there. And I was like, well, that means that he is an awesome surgeon, right? Well, what it means is that he put in the stitches correctly and I didn't screw it up in the process after putting in the stitches. I did not ride my motorcycle. I didn't finish working on my motorcycle either, by the way. I didn't do anything. In fact, this morning when I was typing, I realized that I actually type now without moving that finger because I got used to not using it, not moving it, not messing it up during that process. So yes, the procedure is important. You need to put in the stitches correctly. The process afterward is also very important. So how does that apply to you as a runner? Well, the the way that applies to you, as I was explaining during the second opinion call, is that if you had surgery to repair your Achilles tendon, if you had surgery to put a plate in, or if you were given a procedure, like given a fracture walking boot, the process of actually protecting the piece of tissue to let it heal as quickly as possible is just as important as the treatment you received from the doctor. You have 100% control over that second piece. So it's really half and half. You have to have the right procedure. You have to be on the right path. But once you are on that right path, you need to give it 100% effort. And that is 100% within your control. So make sure that you take advantage of it. Get the procedure done, make sure you have the correct procedure, and then really respect that process and you will get back to running as quickly as possible. Now right now, if you stop training, you're getting weaker no matter how much I know, and no matter how much you learn, nothing will change unless you take the steps to change course. So check out the 12 steps to recovering from a running injury. It's at docontherun.com 12 steps. Go get it and check it out. I'll see you there.